0: Welcome back to Going Rounds, the official podcast of Gusto, a matter company. I'm Jenna harris Quartz, podcast producer and host of this here podcast. In our last episode, you all heard from Myla Pearl, who read In the Forum Presents, Five Lessons on Creativity We're Learning So Far in 2023. If you haven't given that one a listen to yet, highly recommend. Today, in this corner, we've got senior motion graphics designer and animator, Joe Skanecki, whose story we'll hear after the break.
1: Why be normal if you could be something that's extra or weird or like speaking your mind and letting yourself be a little more vulnerable? So my name is Joseph Skanecki. Uh, Here at Gusto, I'm a senior motion graphics designer. Uh, So I do animation and that includes putting animation on live footage, doing 2D and 3D animation and everything that encompasses. Currently, my home is in Boston. Um, I live with my partner and my two cats. We are right next to a lovely green space, which I run in all the time. But if I'm thinking of home as like a whole, I would think of my parents' home, uh, which is up on the North Shore, so closer to Newburyport in that office, which is where I started. Um, And that home is marshy, it is woodsy, it is very naturey, and that is where I'm most comfortable and most, you know, Myself, I think, because I can be weird in the woods and, you know, do whatever I want. It's a very fun and outdoorsy place. My inspiration comes from things like Ghibli or, you know, animation that makes you feel something. And, you know, Pixar definitely makes you feel something. And the 3D animation can do that. But for me, growing up, like. Sailor Moon made me feel things. Like I felt seen by these things that shaped me as a kid. That's why I am very happily a weird nerd in that way. I think it lets and lends itself to a very comforting environment where you're accepted. A lot of my mindset is you're always young. You're always doing stuff. You're always trying to like chase that youth. Um, And I am very happily a kid. If I go out to get a drink, it might be a Shirley Temple or something like a little more... You know, kiddish and fun and pink and you know, what have you. Growing up, my parents worked a lot. So my sister and I, my younger sister, would be at home a lot. So we would play farming simulator games on our GameCube. And that is a very special memory for me because it showed me a different type of media and video game that I had never experienced before. Um, and it was a chance to, you know, spend time with my sister. I think a lot of my younger years A lot of my time in my summers growing up was spent with my sister because my parents worked a lot and between, you know, building with Legos and playing video games and connecting through that way is very special to me. A funny memory that I'll never forget is when, I I think it was 1999 or 2000, I went to go see the first Pokemon movie with my dad, my neighbor and my younger sister. My dad kept falling asleep during the movie and my sister and I kept punching him awake being like you're missing the best part you have to wake up like this is the best part and he was so mad and he keeps bringing it up to this day being like i had to listen to those stupid things yelling pikachu pikachu and i did not care but you wouldn't let me sleep and i i will never forget (laughs) both the joy that brought me and the the disdain that it brought him So when I was a kid, my parents had a book at their house called Linnea and Monet's Garden that we read all the time. Like it was one of my favorite books and it kind of walked through the story of this little girl in the gardens of Paris working, not working, but being alongside Monet and kind of seeing his paintings that he made. And I remember from a very young age being like, I want to be a painter. That's what I'm going to be. And I told every, everyone I'm going to paint in Paris. That's what I'm going to do. Like, that's what I want to do. And... It kind of evolved from that you know obviously with the career path i've taken now but i would say the evolution was i want to be a painter in paris to i love sharks marine biologists probably make more money than artists and i was like nope we're gonna go into animation that seems like it'll be fun and that's kind of where i fell in one of my favorite stories about that but again a childhood memory is in fifth grade. One of my favorite teachers was an English teacher who was very nice. And I saw him at an event not too long ago. And the first thing he came up to me and said was like, oh, you wanted to be the painter in Paris, right? Is that what you've done? I was like, oh no, but I am an animator and I am working in the arts and I'm doing it locally. And it was a very nice kind of full circle moment. When I think about coming to work, and what I bring to work every day, one of the first things that I would like to think that I bring is being imaginative or being a more like imaginative person. You know, thinking outside the box and kind of thinking in the realm of a dreamscape. I don't know, that sounds a little deep. (laughs) Just being a little more out there. I think it's really important to have a lot of different facets to the team and have a lot of different walks of life work here. Something else, I pride myself in being weird or odd. You know, growing up, those words were kind of met with a bit of a negative connotation. And now (laughs) I don't think normal is fun. The way I live my life, I try to like get rid of those awkward moments by kind of shattering them with other awkward moments. I love, you know, throwing an idea that might not work or like trying something that's a little out of the box and kind of pushing a client in a direction that you're like, this, you know, you can do this if you'd like to. Like, this is, you know, standard for the brand. It would look good. But if you, you know, maybe this would look better if you did this. Or maybe, like, what about a T-Rex? Or what about a chicken? Like, what, like something weird that you don't think of. And sometimes they bite and it pays off. Everything, pushing the box that you're put in as far as it can go is very rewarding when it works out. And generally it does. You know, you just got to get the right project and the right people. I think something that I do, I don't want to say empathetic, that is so not, I'm trying to think of like, I do my best to like, I was almost there, almost there, I got this. Um, It's so hard to not feel corporate when I talk about these things. Though I may fumble my words, uh, I definitely try to bring just the idea of being open, uh, you know, to every meeting I go to, to try and create a space where everyone can be themselves, everyone can be you know, happy and comfy and wear their heart on their sleeve a bit. So that shows you really are authentic. And that's important to be that. Um, Matter and Gusto give us that chance to kind of be ourselves. We have a lot of spaces, ERGs, queer spaces, you know, women in business, all of these things that allow us to kind of grow as people. And that's something that I really cherish here. You know, one of the reasons I joined Matter was our really robust community service that we offer. That's not something I had seen at any company I'd worked at before. Um, so that in itself, it's allowing you to be open. It's connecting with people and being emotional and raw. And that's important. So in my free time when I'm not working, I definitely run a lot. I love to exercise. It's my way to like both well my anxiety and just like burn off steam kind of go into my own headspace and i get a lot of people who ask me well why do you like running so much why do you run like tens of miles like every day or why do you do this like how can you like make that work when i run i don't listen to like regular music i listen to a lot of like video game or synthetic or japanese pop or k-pop because it can put it puts me personally In more of a video game or in more of an interactive experience. Um, And that's like very therapeutic for many reasons. And it helps, you know, kind of digest the mind and kind of process things in a different way. My longest run that I've done was a couple years ago. I did a 50K, which is a little over 30 miles, and it was down in Cape Cod. And one of my friends who lives out west was like, oh, she runs these all the time. She was like, oh, you should do this race. Like, you're going to love this length. It's really fun. So I just looked up the race and signed up for it. Little did I know when I got there, it was 10 three-mile loops of the same thing over and over again. So I was running around in a circle at six in the morning, and my parents came to watch me, and I finished my first lap. And I looked at them and I was like, please go get breakfast and do not come back for four hours. <laughs> and it took me, I think, six and a half hours to finish that race. And there are some very, very rough looking photos of me at the end, but my legs look great and I got a nice little medal. So <laughs> I am also, you know, an artsy person. I work in the field of arts. I love to draw, I love to paint. I recently have tried to get into cross stitching, which I've only cross stitched Mario and Nintendo characters, but you know, she's a work in progress. (laughs) I love to bake. I've been really getting into cooking, like different types of cookies and muffins and stuff like that. And cooking is still also a work in progress, but it has been fun to cook on a budget and learn how to do that. I like to say I'm a gardener, but most of my plants die, (laughs) but it is fun to, you know, have some fresh veggies here and there. I think my journey, if I'm looking back on animation as a whole and art as a whole, really started with Monet, like I mentioned in that book and kind of books in general. And then, you know, that evolution became video games. Being able to be immersed in a story and kind of have those choices to make is something that's, you don't get that in a lot of media and being able to do that as a kid and have a lot of that freedom and see these stories told out in a way that's artistic, looking back on it and not realizing that it's artistic is very powerful. And it definitely kind of set me on this path. Um, like I mentioned before. Shows I watched growing up are the same thing. You know, they give you that safe space. Things like after-school cartoons uh, on Toonami, Samurai Jack, Sailor Moon, Pokemon, all of that stuff, you know, is meant for kids, but it has adult lessons and it has a lot of these things that kind of help you grow and help you understand the world around you. And that's kind of what pushed me into animation um, beyond just like a painting being able to tell a story of, you know, this is a beautiful bridge and it's at sunset and it's a little melancholy. Well, what if you take that bridge and you have characters walk across it or you add some type of rain, you know, like give it that motion to kind of make those feelings even more uh, pronounced. I think that really pushed me into the journey that brought me to where I am today and continuing on it. You know, I don't think there's ever a stop for creativity. (laughs) Uh, At Gusto, we have an absolutely lovely group of folks. They are all super talented and they are all kick butt in everything that they do. On the creative side, I would say that, like everyone on our team, we kind of have our fingers in everything. Um, Like I mentioned before, when I started here at Matter, I was the main 3D guy. I had a specialized education in 3D back at Northeastern. My first job was heavily 3D. Um, and coming here, I was you know, heavily involved in 3D as well. I still do a bit of 3D. I do a lot of storyboarding, a lot of character work and illustration. I would say that that's probably the main work that I do here now, um, which I absolutely love. And I'm very happy <laughs> when I get to do some type of character animation. It a little more money, but it is very worth it. Designs across the board, delivering projects. I do a little audio here and there when it comes to sound effects. Um, and mostly now, one of the things that I really love as a more elder member, you know, getting my geriatric life on, I get to manage the juniors in some capacity. You know, I get to help them when they need you know, some guidance so they can come to me when they ask for stuff. And I really like doing that. I really like being able to kind of Make sure that everyone's being heard. Make sure that people are being recognized for the great work they're doing because all of the work that we do is really great. And all of the work that we put out and work on is impactful. And sometimes when you're in a project, it's hard to recognize that. So I love being able to get up and be like, oh, you know, like this person is really kicking butt. They are doing excellent. And you get to give them their flowers.
0: thanks for joining us for another episode of going rounds i hope you guys all feel like you learned a little bit more about our joe joe can we please go to paris together in pain until our eyes get sore i mean i know we've already talked about this internally but it feels like our meeting was meant to be same childhood love it Anyway, if you ever want to talk to me or Joe or any of us at Gusto, you can email us at hello at let's We can't wait to bring you more perspectives from our staff and other creatives that inspire us. Until then, bye-bye.